Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's tech briefing. In this program, another thing which is happening is as I mentioned, like conversation intelligence, like you know, that is becoming mainstream. So how do you analyze this data and start giving much more insights? So that is where I think we have started and I think we are going to go deeper where we can understand more languages, nuances, emotional sentiments. That's after these headlines. Facebook may be required to sell off Jiffy, which it bought last year, if a provisional finding by Britain's antitrust authority is confirmed, according to multiple reports. Jiffy allows users to make and share animated images known as GIFs, which stands for Graphics Interchange Format. Britain's Competition and Markets Authority sees the deal as hurting competition between social media platforms and the in-display advertising market. The authority is expected to make its final decision later this year. Hackers who stole cryptocurrencies worth more than $600 million from Poly Network, a decentralized finance or DeFi platform, returned about $260 million, Wall Street Journal reports. The theft is one of the largest crypto heists in history. Poly Network, which uses digital assets for lending and other financial transactions, disclosed the hack in a series of Twitter posts on Tuesday. Blockchain security company SlowMist estimated that the stolen cryptocurrencies were worth over $610 million at the time, according to the journal. Eruditis, an edtech startup in Mumbai which partners several universities worldwide to offer executive education courses, has raised $650 million in fresh funding led by Axel and SoftBank Vision Fund 2. The new financing round, which includes both primary and secondary transactions, values the 10-year-old Indian startup at $3.2 billion, up from about $700 million a year ago, according to TechCrunch. Canada Pension Plan Investment Board also participated in the new round. Verse Innovation, a local language content startup, has raised $450 million in its Series I funding round from investors including Singular Gulf, Bailey Gifford, and affiliates of Carlyle Asset Partners Growth 2. Existing investors Sofina Group, Qatar Investment Authority, and BCAP also participated in this round. This investment follows a $200 million funding round led by Falcon Edge Capital via Alpha Wave Ventures, Glade Brook Capital Partners, Google, Microsoft, and QIA, which concluded in February 2021, according to the company's press release. Versa Innovation operates Daily Hunt, a local language content platform, and Josh, a short video app. TalkDesk, a provider of cloud-based contact center software, has raised $230 million in its Series D funding, more than tripling its value to $10 billion, TechCrunch reports. New investors in the company, started in 2011 by Christina Fonseca and Tiago Paiva, include Whale Rock Capital Management, TI Platform Management, and Alpha Square Group. Existing investors, Amity Ventures, Franklin Templeton, Top Tier Capital Partners, Viking Global Investors and Willoughby Capital also joined the investment round. TalkDesk uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to improve customer service. Its customers include IBM, Axiom, Trivago and Fujitsu, according to TechCrunch. BlueLearn, a community-led edtech startup whose founders are finishing college at Bits Pilani, has raised 32.5 million rupees in a pre-seed round led by Lightspeed India Partners with participation from 100x VC, Titan Capital, 2AM VC, and other angel investors. Founded earlier this year by Harish Uthaya Kumar and Shreyans Sancheti, who are currently in their final year of electrical engineering at Bits Pilani, 
BlueLearn is helping its members learn new skills, network with peers, and interact with industry experts. Krishna Depura and his three co-founders started MindTickle some 10 years ago. Today, MindTickle's sales readiness platform helps companies in the areas of sales enablement, content management, conversation intelligence, performance analytics, and coaching all in one place. The company recently raised $100 million in its latest round of funding, led by SoftBank's Vision Fund 2, and in the process hit $1.2 billion in valuation. I spoke to Krishna about his journey and plans ahead at MindTickle. Here's the conversation coming up. Krishna, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. Um, uh, can you can you start with uh, giving us a bit of a sort of snapshot uh, about what MindTickle is? Uh, you know, for folks who are not very familiar with your work, and uh, how did you come to start this company? And and I'll have some follow-on questions. Sure. Hey, first of all, thank you, Hari, for giving us this opportunity. And hello, everyone. I am Krishna Depura. I am the co-founder and CEO of MindTickle. What does MindTickle do? So, right. So, MindTickle is a sales readiness platform where what we do is we enable the companies to make their sales teams or customer teams much more productive. So, what we do is whenever a customer facing team person joins, whether it's a salesperson or a customer success or customer support, first of all, when they join your company, they are not aware about what your company does, right? So, then the whole idea is MindTickle platform helps them provide with the right knowledge and right awareness that they need to know to become successful in this company. So help them with onboarding their salespeople and do that in a fast way so that you can reduce their ramp time. What do we mean by that is that we provide a platform which is on web or mobile, which is all kinds of things where you can provide e-learning, courses, assessments, live interactions, missions to like you know provide role uh, uh, plays and challenges and sequences on what they should know about, what they should know about competition, what should, what are the checklists, whatever things they need to do. So basically, in summary, what you can say is a platform that initially helps them provide a guided onboarding, but digitally and remotely using all digital assets. As you move on, it helps you figure out and create scenarios which helps you succeed in the market. So for example, you know when you want to do role plays, so when you want to talk to your first customer or send the first email or do a demo, it creates an environments or scenarios or practices where it helps you do that without even talking to your first customer. So our AI uh, driven role plays, what they do is they give you a particular scenario. It allows you to practice this not one time, but many times. And once you are ready, then the machine gives you some score based on some predefined parameters, like were you talking fast? Were you asking a lot of questions? What was your tone? Did you cover the right content? And not only machine, then there's also human assisted things where these things can be sent to your peers, to your managers, to subject matter experts, and then they can tell you feedback and guidance. Then there are libraries where you can go and work and see what other you know, successful peers are doing. You can learn from them. And when you are going and talking to the customers, providing you the right content, which can be quickly searched, which is deeply integrated with your CRM so that you can have the right content at the right minute, you know, moment. When you go into the calls, then we have a conversation intelligence bot, which actually helps you not only for note taking, but also giving you all insights, like who asked what questions, how many times pricing is coming, what times competition is coming, which helps you go back and revise your calls and make them better. And more importantly, from company side, 
while we are doing this for every individual and making them productive from a company side we provide all this data and then create a lot of reporting and insights for your managers to group them together that how your sales apps are proceeding where are the gaps that you are seeing the most which competition you are losing against and what are the insights based on the insights which particular behavior skills or knowledge that your sales person needs to be coached on as an individual and as a group so on the back side you are getting all the things and then we have you know platform for coaching your sales people so based on you know your feedback from the data feedback from what other people are saying your managers are provide able to provide a very systematic ongoing coaching to reps so in summary what mindical does is it makes your sales teams or customer facing teams much more productive makes them relevant ensures they have the right knowledge ensures that they get the right coaching and they have all the right behaviors to go and win every deal so hope this was a long explanation what explains what we do no no uh, long uh, explanations are good uh, not always full of rich ideas um, so uh, give us a sense of what the idea was that you started with when you started the company and why did you think about this uh, what triggered this idea and maybe uh, it will help if you talk about what you were doing leading up to the founding of mindical you give us some context sure so i think uh, just a little bit of context about myself and then my other co-founders so about me i graduated in year 2000 so which was a fantastic year because as you all know you know that was y2k and you know coming out from computer science that was a year where uh, you know it was in boom and but the startups were like unknown in india and uh, i come from a you know business family and i always thought that i wanted to do something of my own so i had actually 14 jobs from campus but i left them and start joined a company called tejas networks which eventually did a pretty good ipo in india and then i moved to another company called uh, infinera networks in us where they again did a ipo on nasdaq so i had a fair amount of experience of working in startups and i loved them and then i moved back to india and then i found my other co-founders at uh, you know engine uh, school of business and in another startup called pubmatic which also thankfully went and did another ipo just like recently uh, one one year back so i think basically individually i was always driven to do some startup to do something different and thankfully found my co-founders who were also just you know coming out of college and wanted to do something different so that was the you know like so this was we are talking about 10 years back when startups were not norm right it is like now today when startups are like so much mainstream right so that's where we started and when we started that time the idea and that also the idea reflects in our name the name is mindtickle so that time when we started the gaming and face i mean social facebook was like really peaking in 2010 there companies like zynga which were building casual games for masses so we saw that there is with the connected and network world and the way mobile and digital devices and all this is coming up we realize that gamification is important the way people are going to create experiences in consumer world they are going to change the corporate world as well but we wanted to do something which will definitely be a little bit more fun a little bit more consumer oriented but going to create a big impact on business so that's where we were not sure what we are going to do what we want we knew that whatever we'll do in terms of the product or the company that we start it will have to be a little bit lively fun and less serious and 
in like you know in terms of what we design and what we create but very serious when it comes to the impact so that's where it was the intersection of fun and learning so mind represented an impact part doing something which is like you know a uh, little bit serious and impactful and tickle part was to bring delight to everyone like to the company to customers to employees to ourselves so long story but that's how mindical came into being and our first product was actually very interesting as our name was so we actually did treasure hunts for employee onboarding so believe it or not but we created a platform which was used by large corporates where instead of a normal onboarding process people wanted to give a very engaging experiences and they created onboarding on our platform which used to be in form of treasure hunts questions challenges rewards badges gamification and that was very successful and we were like you know pretty much deployed by some of the best mnc's both in india and globally so that worked out well and uh, we were doing a good business but still we realized that we were only impacting a part of users journey which was when they were only get onboarded and that too it was relatively good but not like really creating a big impact in the company's business so then we started looking out like which are the areas where what we do can going to make a big difference and then we started looking that every company was now having this challenge because sales was getting difficult because buyers were with the rise of internet with the rise of information with the rise of the search and online buying every consumer is now much more informed and the sellers whether they are selling a small thing to a large car to a machinery they are finding it difficult because there's hyper competition the customers are much more aware and companies wanted like these people to deliver more value rather than doing only a transaction so that's where we realized that the sales people are have a like you know smaller attention uh, span they are moving in frequently they need to be ramped up fast can we use some of our platform techniques and value additions and you know make the sales people ramp much faster so we moved into sales and then we called this space called sales readiness we started with sales onboarding and over a period of time we we worked with initially all the fast growing mid market startups in valley which eventually all of them went and did like multi billion dollar ipos so working with them we understood like this was a very critical problem that we were solving started with onboarding but then as we worked with them we realized that the problems were much more than that not only how do you onboard them but how do you sell how do you create scenarios how do you get consistency of messaging how do you coach the sales rep how do you give them content how do you you know provide insights how do you do coaching so i mean yes over a period of time things got developed but yes it started with just a very small philosophy or an idea and then it is still growing over a period of time i don't think we are still done we still have lot to do mm. uh, give us a, a sense of how technology has become uh, uh, i guess indispensable in some ways uh, to how sales is done today compared with 10 years ago maybe no no absolutely so i think so both ways uh, a i think uh, we all know that things are changing very fast right so there are multiple things which are happening both in the consumer world and in our you know the way things are changing so first of all like yes companies that initially used to release products they like you know we think of like when we, let's go back to windows 95 and then there will be windows 98 or one car will get released and then the next car will come after 3 years so most of the time the companies had lot of time 
to release a product and the they will invite all the sales people they'll do a sales kickoff people will get it and then will they will have a period of 2 3 years or like i mean this is an example but they will generally have a large period of time to inform their sellers and the buyers will also get some information and that information is not changing so it was okay for people to go meet in person probably get a brochure or uh, you know just the managers will meet them one on one sometimes and then it was okay but now today every company is releasing products even car companies like companies are releasing like probably four to five models per year from a consumer side they are getting information like on a like even before anything gets released they have like you know release notes they have reviews they have done their research so now consumers are much more informed they are getting or information which is like like changing every day so from a sales rep perspective now he has to be always updated he is in the field and then they are using a lot of mobile they have got gps they are also using a lot of this tools like you know all the crm we've got conversation intelligence which can record calls which can make them much more productive so today's sellers are now much more like worried about going deeper into a particular deal because they have fewer shots at every deal rather than going and working on tons of deals so they are getting much more prepared on every single deal they are working much more on like understanding the customer providing better experience so that is where i think they need to be totally available they are using a lot of technology they are working with crm they are out in the field they don't want to go back it is impossible to get 500 people into the room every month so all those practical challenges with the advent of mobile you know video calls information and like internet available anywhere any place and then managers also the ability to record and people getting very comfortable with data mobile and devices i think that has changed completely the landscape so i think consumers definitely we have seen how mobile and data has changed things the same thing is happening with sales people and now even companies are getting more data centric so they want to understand what happened with the leads they want to actually analyze which customers are buying where where are we failing in selling what is the problem they want to do differentiated pricing they want to relaunch products with better features different packages so they need all the data and they that is where they also expect their sales people to use more technology so that they can have all the data coming in and then they can create better offerings so fundamentally i think the overall economy i mean the industry has changed and sales people are a part of it hmm. Uh, give us uh, one example from among your uh, best customers to help us understand uh, how you measure the benefits of using mindtickle right so i think while there are many i think i can pick one which might be relevant and easy to understand so for example we have i mean like, like all under, know that there have been medical i mean you know there are medical representatives so historically they were going and talking to every doctor like you know and showing or at least making them aware about new products or you know their drugs and updating them right so historically they were waiting at outside doctors clinic and then you know showing them some templates and samples and once a while their manager will go and just listen that is this person saying the right thing or not right so those kind of things so now one of our customers a pharma customer and they did a pretty they are doing a pretty phenomenal job what happens is these uh, a now the time with the doctor is getting less and less like you know we all know that doctor's time is like 
like gold so doctor earlier maybe were okay giving 5 to 7 minutes now they hardly give you one or two minutes so you have to be like completely precise and they might ask you some questions on salt or uh, you know complications or some things like right so what this company does is like for every month they have created something called you know you know your sales competency score and what they do is every month they will you know do a small course or quick update on what this particular you know uh, let's say a uh, one of the particular drug is what the salt is about what are the complications so they will do a small you know online course and then they are going to do some quiz around it see how much you know you know about it then they also send some re- you know reinforcement quizzes which are personalized they are something like your gmat thing where they keep asking you questions and if you get them right then they then you get more if you get them wrong they reinforce it so one part of knowledge where they reinforce it on a personalized basis and then what it does is it also creates two minute scenario like pitch this particular thing to a doctor answer this objection so even before they go to a doctor all of these people are practicing a virtual mock pitch and then this is done for 2000 people the manager are sitting at the headquarters and then they can see which people are pitching right they can give the feedback even before they go to the doctor or some of the best pitches then they are being shared every month and then finally what happens is when the managers are doing this you know ride along or what you call it when they go along with and listen to them so not only they are giving the feedback post the call they have very defined coaching forms and levels and all those things so they can actually give them feedback which is captured now all this data because is being captured whether your knowledge your pitches your manager feedback so all this is now converted into some kind of score and then that becomes an important part of a understanding what is the competency level of this medical represented and then they also try a portion of it to their uh, even like reimbursements so from company side they have a visibility they have data and now they are able to see and also get some correlation from the amount of effort that people are putting in their seriousness their knowledge and whatever they are doing does it connect back to the revenue that they are generating in a particular geography so suddenly all this becomes science and not art and i mean this company has been doing with us they started in one geography now they are in many more geographies and successfully working over last quite a few years so you can see like this one example where a traditional industry how it is transformed and now they can do it at at scale with data and with accuracy hmm. uh, you have raised uh, your latest uh, funding um, so can you tell us about what your next uh, big steps are in terms of your product development roadmap and also i guess in the in the backdrop of how uh, ai is becoming much more mainstream no i think uh, so as i mentioned that while we started with uh, starting with sales readiness space which is targeted primarily for sales teams but as you know the readiness platform is actually not only limited to just make your sales people more productive eventually customer facing teams and then going forward it is all about making your entire company much more productive in a scientific way so the fundamental principles of knowledge skill coaching like you know all those things apply So we'll continue to build products which will make not only these people successful but also make the larger organization successful. On terms of another thing which is happening is as I mentioned, like conversation intelligence, like you know that is becoming mainstream. 
So how do you analyze this data and start giving much more insights? So that is where I think we have started and I think we are going to go deeper where we can understand more languages, nuances, emotional sentiments. And then how do you make this not only for insights, but note taking and all those kind of things. Then when you are getting all this data from different sources, what kind of you know activities your people are doing, what kind of uh, you know like discussions that they are having with your end reps, how much engagement and knowledge they have. So how do you use AI to provide insights and correlate it with your sales data to come out with and proactively tell you the gaps that, hey, we believe that you are launching this product, for example, but we believe you will not be able to get 100% sales targets that you want to get because our data tells you like your people are only 60% prepared and they are probably 40% engaged. So that sales, you know, or whatever, like the strategy leaders and CXOs are pre you know uh, already aware right or when they are going to launch something another thing that we have to working very hard is in this remote world how do you keep your people engaged so sales reps because now they are not not getting in person there are lesser sales kickoff and those in-person meetings which are happening so how do you use the gamifications personalized techniques engagement techniques and virtual ways in which you can still keep your folks together because Salespeople also thrive a lot on, you know, peer competition, fun, engagement, and a bonding being one team. So how do you make this their virtual sales kickoff successful? How do you help them get that personalized feeling? So there's a lot of thing which is happening in making these large sales teams successful in this new normal, which is going to be remote, hyper-changing, and like, you know, probably not meeting in person, not going to HQ for quite some time. So a lot of investments going in that area. The other part is right now we are primarily in United States and uh, some part of Europe, but the products that we are developing, the need is global. So how do you take these products and start going into wider geographies, you know, whether it is Asia or Middle East or other places. So I think, yes, there's a, there are a lot of expansion plans in terms of product and geographic expansions that we'll continue to do. Excellent. Uh, love to leave it there, uh, Krishna. Uh, thank you again uh, for making time for this uh, truly interesting conversation. And uh, I hope to keep the conversation going. Hey, thank you, Ari. Thank you. And I hope uh, your uh, audience finds this useful. That was Krishna Depurab. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.